So you were stung by a wasp? Walking out, leaving. Oh my god, you were on your way out and they couldn't, they couldn't let you go. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're gearing up to watch Black Widow. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like I need like some sort of like sound effect. Like, like an air horn. have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need, a, we, need, we need a party sound. So, uh, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, I uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. But you know, uh, it's been two years since we've been in the MCU uh, the- theatrically. So this will be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man is a kid of nice suits, and we'll talk about why. <laughs> This is a throwback to the Incredible Hulk reference, uh, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. Star Wars gives us an anime vision, Mike. Oh, I thought I thought I saw something about that. I'm yeah. glad that I have this podcast to remind me about. To these remind things. you, yes, and more, and more. Here we oh are. man, I was gearing up for a weekend of content, Chris. I had like <laughs> so many plans. Like you know, out here in LA County, like you know, fireworks are like banned, but like I, LA is iconic for having fireworks all over the place, right? You know, it's just like I grew up in Indiana where fireworks were legal, but I was right across the border from Michigan. So every all the Michiganders drove south to Indiana across the border to get to any of the fireworks shops that are literally across from the border. So I'm not uh, totally... Um, ignorant of the idea of fireworks being illegal but uh everything's super dry out here in southern california right now so they're really really pressing okay no please no fireworks like something's gonna catch on fire it's gonna cost us billions of dollars to put it out just no fireworks so we didn't make any big Mm -hmm. plans this weekend but i had content plans chris you did and Uh, and the worst part is you told me these plans i think that's where you went wrong you shouldn't have said anything i hit up the group chat and i was like boys gear up we got content and i was like we're gonna watch the tomorrow war on amazon prime we're gonna watch the fear the, the first Fear Street movie on Netflix. We got America the Motion Picture, which is that animated uh, uh, farce take on history. And also, ignorant to myself, I thought Monsters at Work came out this weekend, but it's actually the following weekend. The same weekend as Black Widow. I, I don't know if that was uh, particularly planned for that show. I don't know if it's kind of like a back-to-back programming over there at Disney+. Plus. But yeah, I was going to watch all this stuff. I watched none of it. I didn't do anything productive except make a, make a really dumb meme and yeah. scroll through TikTok. But, I, you know, I was outside doing productive things that have nothing to do with being a nerd or being on a podcast. So, uh, you know what? Life catches up with you and yeah. you get distracted. But uh, so I think once we're done with this podcast, I'll be watching some of those things. And um, keeping up with uh, keeping up with the Joneses yeah. is difficult. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I mean, uh, I'm, I was kind of in the opposite boat. You were like, I got all this stuff to watch. I'm like, I will not watch any of it at all <laughs> uh i was um thankful not to be invited to a wedding yesterday um a good friend of mine but it was literally two and a half hours away in the middle of the country with no cell service at all uh it you was got stung by a wasp too well that was today <laughs> yeah so today um you know my I, we don't get to visit my in-laws very often especially during you know kind of pandemic times last year so they were like july 4th if things are good we'll, we'll hang out together and uh, as I was leaving there, literally to come home and record this, a wasp hopped on my ankle, decided to sting <laughs> the hell out of me, 
it's just been one of those. It's just been one of those weekends. I, I'm having a good time, but I've not been in my house except to sleep, and I'm very excited to to rest up in it. But uh, unlike um, most people, uh, I actually had Friday off from work, and I have to work tomorrow. So my uh, my week is going to be full of uh, you know not resting. Maybe I can watch some content. There's a lot of good stuff coming out this week, and I'm very very excited about it. And we can we can talk about. It. A little bit in a minute. I also, before we jump into the stuff that you kind of you got in your notes here, um, you, people were literally asking me about my Transformers uh, purchases <laughs> last week. Uh, I just literally came out of Walmart purchasing the new Kit Kat flavor fruity cereal, which tastes like fruity pebbles, by the way. People, mm-hmm. will, you will love it. Um, and saw they had one Dinobot figure left on the shelf, and I was like, you know what? If I don't get this, I'm going to regret it. So, I mean, uh, the, it's Hasbro, right? That's the company. That yeah, makes yes, the Transformers. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have Dinobot. I was like, you know what? Well, let's just let's just go for the hat trick here. I bought Cheetor <laughs> and nice. Rat Trap, um, which is actually a much smaller Transformer, which is funny because like you know he's supposed to be a rat. So uh, this this Beast Wars uh, reminiscing of the '90s is, is really coming back. I'm very very excited to be back in that. So I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe at one point in time these were going to be Comic Con exclusives because the Hasbro booth at Comic Con in mm-hmm. July is like you got to it's oh. like white knuckle boxing Did, to get through that line to get these exclusives. Yeah. So now that we don't have Comic Con this year, maybe Walmart oh. has been graced with these. Well, I, I expect they have a lot. This was from the War for Cybertron show. I really hope to see a lot more from that um, because remember I actually picked up something Transformers related when we were at Comic Con two years ago. It was the uh, card game, the Transformers card game collectible mm-hmm. set. I still have that. I haven't opened it yet. Uh, so very, very excited for this. I, I love Beast Wars. I talked about it with some people while I was playing games on Saturday as well, asking about it. So uh, thrilled. Um, but I also picked up some Funkos because I'm a Funko addict. Uh, and the ones I'm trying to I'm trying to, to, to minimize my purchasing, I think I might downsize some of my collection, Mike. I know. Shoot me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the ones I'm collecting now are actually things that mean a lot to me. And one of those is the show Seinfeld, which de- defines who I am as a person. I'm going to be honest. It's one of the <laughs> facets. And you have taken it upon yourself to, to again, the to, to, to see an article I shared actually on your brother's feed earlier this week. The Seinfeld soundtrack is being released very shortly. Uh, the guy who actually wrote that lives in Louisville, or is from Louisville. I don't know if you knew that or not. Right? No, I didn't. Yes, he um, I actually know where his house is uh, in town. Uh, but you, you, you got fancy with the internet. Yeah, here. stroll on over to his house and slap some uh, slap some uh, bass uh, strings for him. Uh, if, if you head on over to the Seinfeld soundtrack, you're gonna have a great time. And you'll be treated with the first three tracks. Or different versions of the Seinfeld theme. Really front-loading that soundtrack with all the hits, right? So they all have subtle variations until you get to track three called Seinfeld Theme, The Chronicle. I don't know what exactly is going on with this song, but it is upbeat and it slaps. And I started listening to it and I was like, wow, this sounds pretty familiar. This sounds like something I've heard before. And if you're not familiar with Seinfeld, never seen the sitcom, the theme song is kind of like this funky 90s cheesy sitcom jazz, if you will. You slap on the bass. Um, Yes, exactly. And it sounds an awful lot like the intro theme song to Cowboy Bebop, which is also like basically jazz uh, fusion funk, if you will. 
So uh, I, I went ahead and I decided to waste an afternoon of combining the two. So I've linked this in our show notes, or if you follow me on Twitter, you may have already seen it. But I've mashed up the Seinfeld soundtrack and the intro to Cowboy Bebop. I've mashed them together, and it weirdly works pretty well. If the song would have been longer than 33 seconds, I may have done the entire opening, but I feel like 33 seconds is all anybody would put up with this nonsense. So head on over to my Twitter account at Mike Royer Design, and you can see my Seinfeld Cowboy Bebop mashup. Yeah. It's just weird. It works. It's hilarious. Uh, and also, you can just go listen to the Seinfeld soundtrack. We got the links in our show notes as well. It, it's weird. Uh, I kind of clicked through it to get little bits and pieces of it, and it's... T- it's just weird. I mean, like, yeah. come on. How often do you get a soundtrack for a sitcom, and, really? And and to be honest, uh, of these, maybe three were used ever in the entire series, right? Like, uh, when you hear it, you know that baseline, but it's like they don't. There's no like real like. There's no lyrics to the theme song, right? There's no like mm. extended open. It's always yeah. usually like a cold open, and then the thing and then the word Seinfeld and then it's the scene already like he didn't yeah. for some reason drag this on like you do a normal <laughs> TV show and it works yeah or or it might there might be a scene like you know Kramer's walking down like the sidewalk but it's like a moody scene so they mm-hmm. write a little piece of music for that that you might only see on the TV show for like 10 seconds but the dude who physically wrote it you know he made like he gave him 50 seconds of padding right so bam that's a whole track that makes it on the soundtrack mm-hmm. so yeah if you just want to listen to something pretty obscure I don't think this is a chill lo-fi beat that you could study to but i don't know to each their someone's own someone's gonna so. turn this into lo-fi study beat you know this right yeah. now that it's out there yeah so seinfeld the soundtrack and this is the stuff that i watch and, and listen to when i don't get around to watching actual real content because uh next up here number two is something that i've been obsessed with lately called vacation dads and it's something that people have been putting putting up on tiktok which i've been finding very hilarious which is where families go on vacations and either the uh, the kids or the mom or some member of the family just kind of secretly records their dad going into dad mode on vacations. And mm-hmm. I think we're all very familiar with this is where the dad's taking charge. He's the captain of the ship of the family. He's getting all the suitcases ready. He's got all the fanny packs and he's got everything ready to go. He's got the maps. And it's just uh, I've seen a couple of these now from, you know, totally different people. And it's just they do an amazing job of capturing a very specific type of intensity coming off of one person and that is a dad in charge of getting the family from A to B on vacation so unfortunately I don't think it's a specific hashtag right now but like I don't know maybe just search like vacation dad TikTok even on Google maybe you'll find some stuff but if you come across those if you find any that you think are just like crazy like send them my way it's just it's so funny and it's just uh, it's great but Mm -hmm. that's vacation dads over on TikTok I don't know I don't know if you've ever experienced a vacation dad Chris uh no not not in my family that's for sure um Before one day, one day we will be vacation dads I'm, and we will know look, exactly what their period is. I, I have been, I have been, uh, it's a, you know, thrown into grill duties this, today. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, my, I showed you my grill kit, right? Like it's, I'm, I'm serious grill. I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on that grill status, uh, but I haven't got the vacation thing down yet. So, so maybe, maybe next time, um, we'll be there one day. Yeah. Also it's, it's the 4th of July. Uh, people may be listening to us on the 5th of July, but happy 4th of July, everybody. Uh, don't forget to leave out your uh, cookies and milk for Captain America tonight um, <laughs> after your fireworks. Uh, he will come by. And if you don't get them, the Hulk will come by the next day and smash them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which Captain America you'll get. It's kind of a crapshoot. So uh, could get time-traveling Captain America. could get Sam Wilson Captain America. I don't know. You'll see. <laughs> 
Uh, Speaking of dads and other things that may or may not disappoint you, uh, yes. Lovecraft Country has been canceled. Yes. Season two. I thought I'd put this up here at the top of the show, mainly because two of the leads of the show are in direct things that we talk about on this show. The lead of Lovecraft Country has been cast as Kang the Conqueror, who we'll mm-hmm. be seeing in Ant-Man Quantumadium, right? That's Quantumania. the name of the third one. Yeah, yeah Quantumania. And um, for the life of both of us, Chris and I cannot pronounce the other lead yeah. actress's uh, name on that show. But she has been starring in Loki yes. as one of the uh, TVA kind of uh, featured security the, guards. People. I don't know if you call them guards well, or what exactly you agent, call them. Agent B-15 is her name, and she's the one that mm-hmm. you know Loki's kind of been scrapping with. Um, She's the one Loki took and put the collar on early on in the season. Um, yeah. And, like, made her kind of – she's she's in there. And, well, I, and also, you know, just before um, Journey Smollett, uh, Belle, she's, she was in Birds of Prey as well uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So a very star-studded cast. Uh, uh, I was very surprised to see it canceled. I, I think when the season finale dropped, uh, I said on the show that I was a little let down by the second the second half of the season and also the season finale. I, I thought they didn't quite stick to landing, but I definitely thought that they would at least be getting a season two. And uh, Chris helped me before we started recording the show, comparing the ratings of this show to some other things on HBO that may have comparable budgets. And this did way better ratings wise than something like his dark materials, which is still out there. So um, Mm -hmm. my theory is that the first season was based on Lovecraft country, the book, and they had kind of run out of book, right? There's not much left to adapt. And you know what happened the last time HBO ran out of book to adapt? We got, Game of Thrones with everyone pretty much universally uh, mm-hmm. poo-pooed for really uh, uh, biffing that. So um, yeah. I think the last headline they had from Lovecraft Country before this news broke was that the um, uh, Misha Green, the creator of the show, was out there like exploring where she wanted to take these characters. And it sounds like maybe whatever was proposed to uh, the executives over at HBO were just like, I this this does not sound like the direction we want to go. I don't know. I just thought this was pretty surprising because this was a really big breakout show last year. Everybody was talking about it. We have all these stars that have luckily uh, backup jobs over in the MCU or other yeah. superhero stuff. So yeah, uh, bummer if you're a fan of Lovecraft Country. I don't know if this is a show, a kind of show that gets shopped around, right? I yeah. mean, I don't think any, I don't think HBO has ever canceled something and then like uh, Netflix has picked it up. You know, it's usually like. Like, oh, NBC canceled something, and then the streamers come to save it. So who knows? Maybe this could be fallout from uh, AT&T, like, shifting uh, Warner Brothers over mm-hmm. to Discovery. And then, I don't know, maybe they're just trying to trim some stuff that might be too expensive to make. But I don't know. We'll see. Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a bummer because I, I would have been curious where they would have taken it, even though I you know I wasn't super positive by the end of it. But uh, it's a bummer. So yeah. I'd let everybody know. Well, I was trying to figure. There was something else that recently got uh, canned, and I can't remember what it was. But it was one of those like everyone's like, "No, it's canceled," and it wasn't really done. So they were kind of shopping it around as well. Uh, was that manifest? Uh, manifest has been trending a lot uh, because it's been all over like Netflix as like number one, but apparently nobody wants to pick it up and keep it going. And it was a network show, but I don't know. It's tra- it's, it's tragic to get a get attached to yeah. content because once it gets canceled, you just get sad. Yeah, and there was some other stuff uh, that kind of got picked up uh, recently. Uh, oh, it was Jupiter's Legacy. That's what it was, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's not getting shopped around. Um, oh, um, but like, like there are some other shows that got picked up recently, like Solar Opposites got renewed, and um, 
what was it good omens got renewed like it's been oh, out for yeah, like I a year that. or yeah. something hasn't mm-hmm. like quite quite a bit quite a bit la- uh quite a bit later so um yeah I, I i mean it's it always sucks when something gets canceled but you know if they i mean i don't know how that show ended if it ended on a, on a cliffhanger if it ended on something else but um you know i know that you know a lot of shows re- a lot of shows actually are coming up on their quote unquote final seasons if you will um like a lot of people i know are watching peaky blinders kind of thing or like mm-hmm. uh, was it kim's convenience just wrapped up as well correct mm-hmm. so i know there's a lot of those shows that are like kind of um wrapping up for good uh so that, that's good that they got to do that but um yeah let's jump into the news black widow is this week mike i'm i'm very excited to get back into um proper comic book movies i think this is you know we are now in the back half of the year this is a good time for us to do this and um I uh, I we we may be watching this in different methods uh, out the gate, but I'm very excited that I will be going to the theaters at five o'clock on Friday. Uh, why they keep pushing these up earlier on or not Friday Thursday five o'clock on Thursday to go watch this, mm-hmm. and I'm like why like remember when it used to be midnight and then like <laughs> nine o'clock and then like yeah. six o'clock and now it's like ah oh, five o'clock you need to take some hours off of work to come watch this movie if you want to be in the yeah, first if, go if you're okay with a late dinner you can get dinner after you watch yeah this. i i probably will so i'm very excited to watch it but i'm also gonna buy this literally on disney plus friday as well um the the math for me came out literally to like 60 dollars um to buy four tickets and i'm like i can just buy like two tickets and, and watch it indefinitely as much as I want at home on Disney Plus Premier Access, <laughs> which is great. So anyone, um, you know, uh, let us know how you're watching it. But I'm very excited. I'm trying to avoid spoilers and reviews as much as possible going into this. But it's very hard because a lot of news sites haven't had a chance to talk about um, like reviews or like movies coming out lately. So like they're like trying to shove those down your throats um, about like oh the Rotten Tomato scores are so relevant. They're not relevant. Let's let's just put that out of the way. But um, thankfully, Fast Nine was able to come out what last week I believe or this weekend and mm-hmm. kind of drown that out a little bit as we kind of get into Black Widow because I know there's two post credit scenes and you know I, again I'm trying to go in as blank as possible. I'm not watching any TV spots. Mike, are you excited? Oh, I mean this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. I'm I'm imagining a similar feeling to when we first got a chance to watch a WandaVision you know, a while back now of just like seeing the Marvel logo, just seeing mm-hmm. kind of the tunage pop up. Uh, it's lost a little bit of its weight since now we hear it like every week uh, with yeah. Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's, it's still exciting, right? Yeah. But yeah, a big cinematic experience in the MCU is not something that we've had in a while. Now, this is kind of interesting because this is a prequel, if you if you will. Now, I'm not saying that the movie ultimately won't kickstart another character or there won't be a post-credit scene that'll give get us hyped for like the next film but uh this isn't actively pushing the timeline forward yeah. so this is just going to kind of be like a nice little sidetrack story see scarlett mm-hmm. johansson for one last time as black widow and then um maybe yeah it'll be great i, I, <laughs> well, can, I yeah. can see i can see she's the kind of actress i can see like oh i'm gonna come back and do like you know flashbacks if some of these characters go forward in the mcu um mm-hmm. because I, I i don't think she's leaving like robert downey jr did like he was like he he bore the weight of the MCU the first couple of years, right? Like, you know, um, remember when these were like the B characters for Marvel? Mm-hmm. Like, they're bringing out their B list. Uh, Thor. Uh, no one wants to see Thor. Now everybody wants to see Thor. They even mm-hmm. want to see Fat Thor, Mike. That's that's how much Thor they want to see. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it also just depends on how full comic book yeah. eventually the MCU ends up being, right? Like, it's still, if you compare the MCU to just uh, comic book lineage, the MCU is just in its 
infancy. They yeah. haven't re they haven't yet really recast or reincarnated or brought anyone back from the dead. Loki's kind of like the start of that, right? right. So I, it depends on how nutso they want to get with it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, all intents and purposes, this is a prequel. Yes, and it is set between Civil War and Infinity War. I did look mm-hmm. that up this week just to confirm my. I thought it was in between Infinity War and Endgame, um, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's actually before that. So we will have so, a full Earth here. To deal so with. correct me if I'm wrong, since you know you got to prep me. We got to prep ourselves before we go into this movie. Yep. Uh, the last, I'm trying to think the last scene that we see Black Widow in, in Civil War. I know she kind of does that double cross at the airport, you know, that helps them kind yep. of get into that Quinjet. Is that the last time we no. see her in the movie? So at the end, she's at the, the Avengers campus and Tony Stark's talking. She's like, you know, Black, you know, Black Panther to tell, you know, told me what you did to him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're going to come for you kind of thing. So then she runs off and then we don't see her again until she's with Cap. And uh, Falcon in Infinity War. Um, oh, with the okay. So she was literally on the run the last time we saw her. Okay. Yes. So, all right. I'm prepped. I'm primed, ready to yes. go. I mean, also, not a bad excuse to rewatch Civil War. It's been a minute since yeah. I've seen it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Introduced a lot of characters Spider Man, Black Panther, and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where this goes. Uh, I believe, again, from the trailers, we can see Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, again, another incredible Hulk character coming back into play here, right? They've really been milking that movie this, for all this is characters. what happens universal if you don't want to it's like if you don't want to pony up and let us make a hulk sequel we're just gonna mine everything else <laughs> from that movie we yeah. don't need a hulk to we're just gonna we're gonna make a tv show yeah. we're gonna do everything else we're gonna we're gonna put hulk in with thor you know to hell with you it's, it's a thor yeah, remember the, there. yeah remember the villain that was in your movie yeah. no he's in shang chi yeah yeah exactly uh and, and she hulk i mean to, to hell with mm. that but um so there's that you know we're, we get to see again i don't know anything about Taskmaster, and I think that's really mm-hmm. cool that I don't know anything going uh, into And this. I'm starting to get a little weak. I'm starting to get a little weak because I was at a, a store the other day, and I saw some Taskmaster pops. Yes. And uh, I, I looked at them kind of looking for clues, and I was like, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, It's not like they're going to have a Taskmaster with the mask off at the store, but you know, if they did, I, I may have accidentally saw it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to what that yeah. reveal may or may not be. I've, I've been sitting on those Funkos for a year. They don't tell me anything other than the fact he pretty much has like all the Avengers powers or, or like mm-hmm. weapons, at least not their powers. So um, I don't know much about that. Again, I don't know much about, um, you know, the, the red guardian, uh, what's his name, David Harbor's character, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back and, and get to go back into, into Marvel this week, but it's not, it's not bad because we do have Marvel literally every week. Like we are, I'm going to be literally watching the fifth episode of Loki the day before, so it's a good <laughs> yeah. week for Marvel, Mike. Uh, it's it's a good week for, to watch dead characters uh, on screen. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. So so there's that. So anything else you want to add? I think we'll be doing a review next week, right? We've we've talked about it. We're gonna try oh, to we're trying absolutely. to squeeze it in there. Absolutely. Okay. So if you guys are on the fence, we'll come on and tell you how we feel next week. Who listens to this show and is on the fence about watching Black Widow? I don't know. I suppose you might. I suppose you might be on the fence of whether you watch it maybe the weekend it comes out, but like. You got to see it. You got to be a completionist. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready for it. Count me in. Uh, we're going to switch gears. Speaking of Funkos, actually, um, there's a Funko Papa Palooza week or something's going on. I think these mm-hmm. are the SDCC reveals they've been holding on to. They have their own Papa Palooza, uh, and they have revealed several Spider Man No Way Home characters. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose there should be maybe a slight spoiler warning for this section. Potential spoilers. Uh, uh, yeah. We, we so know very, I'm going to just be honest, we know very little about what's going on here, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to 
try to dive into a lot of details because I've seen the internet try to dive into these details as well. Um, the first one I want to say, I call this the Boilermaker Spider-Man suit uh, <laughs> because it is black and gold. Uh, and if you look at the hands, it looks like he's wearing like possibly the technology on the outside of a suit a little bit. Yeah, it kind of has like kind of like microchip pattern on the kind of gauntlet area, right? Yeah, and some like look, maybe he implemented the um, uh, what's her name? It's not um, f- what's his AI's name? It wasn't Friday. Um, Jarvis? No, <laughs> maybe he. You know, his, whoever his AI was, it looks like maybe he implemented those glasses from Far From Home into his suit with the blue dots. Like those mm. look like maybe like you've seen like Google Glass stuff. Like mm-hmm. that looks like Google Glass in a suit, doesn't it? Like. Something that, that might be over his his uh, mm-hmm. thing. So that's the first one. I don't know much about it, but it looks cool. I really I really dig that design. The second one I think is the one people are going to be most talking about. Uh, this is called the integrated suit. Yeah. So this was funny because uh, before we got these reveals, you sent me a screenshot of what was like almost like a ship manifest of yeah. like what's going to be coming. And all we had before these leaked were just like the names of these suits. And um, there was one, there was like a, there was something listed for Doctor Strange, there was three Spider-Man suits listed, and like my guess was like, oh, if Spidey and Doctor Strange are in a movie together, and Spidey's going to be wearing like literally three different suits, like I'm sure he's going to start the movie with a suit, so that means like Doctor Strange is going to like, I feel like he's going to enchant one of his suits, or something's going to happen, and it looks like this pop kind of has... Yes. Part of an, of an enchantment so, on it or something. So the next two we'll talk about. So this, uh, so uh, the other third Funko is, is literally his suit from Far From Home, right? The one with the, that he made at the end when he was fighting um, Mysterio. So this was the, uh, the the biggest reveal. And I've got two pictures, a pop and an action figure here. Mm. So if you notice, he's the way he does his web shooters, right? He puts his fingers towards his palm to shoot the, the stuff. Mm. He's got his palm face down on this one. So it looks kind like of he's venom, sh- kind of venom style yeah. venom from the, the comics and cartoons. And it looks like he's shooting literally a mystical ball out of the, his, whatever yeah, ball it is. Yeah. I don't know what exactly is going on here. And Cause it, at first when this is the first time I've seen it close up. So I didn't even know that this one kind of had magic to it. When yeah. I saw this a little bit zoomed out, I thought he had like a, an exposed arc reactor on his yeah. chest because that's really what it looks like. But yeah, this is totally it, like enchanted magic. Yes. Yeah, so the one on his chest is, uh, and we'll talk about it on the figure, it's, uh, literally, uh, it looks like the Doctor Strange shield magic, but it's got a spider uh-huh. web instead. Uh, but the wrist is, is the blue Strange magic. And if you go to the, the action figure, the Titan Hero series, we get to see this suit, the red, white, or red, blue, and gold in all its glory. And it looks like he's got some very uh, – his, his wrist things are a little bulkier, right? Like it looks mm-hmm. like maybe he's got that magic in those wristbands or whatever magic artifacts in his wristbands. But his chest doesn't really have that magic circle kind of thing on the, on the main suit. Um, so I don't know – this will probably come to life in the trailer – or we hopefully see it, knock on wood, Black Widow this week, right? Um, but uh, th- this is really cool to look at. I- I'm very excited. You are very much on the money. Like, this probably Doctor Strange-infused suit. Mm-hmm. And um, the gold is a really cool highlight. I feel like... Yeah, it- the, the gold is... I think I have no explanation for this unless... Like, because uh, you, you bring out a good point. There is, like, a technological side to the gauntlet here, right? It, it, it doesn't scream magic to me. It screams more grounded in reality. So, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm curious, how does a character go through three three suit changes in one movie, right? Uh-huh. Um, I thought that when we were looking at the ship manifest, if you will, you know, who knows, maybe this is, like, a Tobey Maguire cameo yeah. suit or something like that. But 
Yeah, uh, lots of questions. Uh, we, yeah. we might have one or two things answered, but uh, still lots of questions. Yeah, I'm excited. I think, you know, Funkos are cool, but they're not as cool until you see these things in action uh, in mm-hmm. the film. So I'm really excited to see kind of what this is based on. And again, with Black Widow this week, hopefully we get a Spider-Man trailer. The last Funko I have... Um, and it's funny, another Seinfeld reference, if you notice the URL, Serenity Now, which is the working <laughs> title for this, is Doctor Strange with a shovel and some <laughs> uh, some boots. Yeah, and he's got like a winter jacket on. He's still sporting the eye of yep. Agamotto, which I think is really important. Yes. Um, uh, and he's, got, he's doing his little spell on his little yeah, This so, one's cute. I'm not even a big Funko collector, but I, I like all of the, uh, I, I like all the uh, uh, details on this one. Yeah, it looks like he's shoveling some snow, maybe. Uh, like, yeah. like he's like winter shoveling some snow and uh, he's still got his eye thing on, which the, again, the time stone is potentially lost forever. And he's for some reason casting a magical shield. Uh, I don't know, but I thought this was a very cool one to look at. Um, and kind of like, actually, yeah, you actually bring up a really, really great point. What's the point of wearing the eye of Agamotto if there's like no pupil, AKA, uh, the time stone in there. So that is pretty funny. Wonder yeah. if we'll get an explanation. Yeah. I hope we do. And then also the Cape, which is funny. I love the Cape's personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness is coming next year. Uh, Sam Raimi at the helm. I'm very excited to see more of Doctor Strange. It looks like it looks like they're gonna be milking Benedict Cumberbatch for all he's worth the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he's in, get that cucumber juice, boy. Yes, they and they should. He's such a great actor. He bring since we don't have Tony Stark, we need another smug, arrogant persona mm. with a lot of random powers that can be explained with magic instead of nanobots. So uh, take a look. Those links are in the show notes as always. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home again. Hopefully trailer this week. Um, but uh, a lot of Funkos to look at. A lot, a lot to pull out of there. Mm-hmm. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I've got some rumors here. This is this was some rumors off today even. Um I, and um th- this is fresh fresh rumors. We love we love a little, little fresh rumor here. And the rumor is um from an article that's been hit or miss uh, or from a site that's been hit or miss. It's called Namor Namor Namora and uh, Tuma. Uh these are all um underwater people in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe are set to appear in this movie setting up a war between Wakanda and Atlantis. Now I thought about this. I was on a car ride today thinking about this. Mm -hmm. Wakanda forever might imply that the history of how long Wakanda has been on earth and maybe they had a beef with Atlantis before it sunk. And now Atlantis is wanting revenge against Wakanda. So this is a, like, Wakanda forever isn't mean, like, isn't just the battle cries. Like, Wakanda has literally been around forever, and now the history is coming back to get them. So what you're saying is this should be titled Black Panther, The Beef is Back. Yes. If you will. Yeah, where's the uh, yeah, beef? I think, it's right here. <laughs> yeah, I think this is just uh, it, it's a log- it's a very logical progression, right, for kind of this, um, this kingdom that has been following kind of like these... Um, kind of like these monarchy-esque storylines, right? You know, there's a yeah. fight for the throne in the first movie. Battling kingdoms make a whole lot of sense. Um, well, there, there was a little bit of an Easter egg that we'll talk about at the end of the show with Loki and kind of starting to build out the MCU cinematic universe a little bit more with some uh, fresh elements. But at the same time, like, okay, how are we uh-huh. going to logically explain an underwater water kingdom in the MCU, right? Like, that was one thing that I didn't think the DC universe had to do. Whether or not the universe is coherent or not, you've already set up, like, a lot of kind of far-fetched things. I I totally believe, like, Atlantis is just down there. It's not a big deal. But Mm. we've been with the MCU for a while, right? Okay, 
how are we going to explain this underwater city? I mean, like, we've seen shots where, like, you know, uh, Iron Man is, like, in an underwater suit, like, you know, welding, like, cable lines, you know. Like, has that, has oh. Tony Stark the billionaire, like, never, like, explored it's... the ocean floor or something like that? Now, it could be magical, if you will. You could be screaming at your podcast right now going, like, Mike, what are you talking about? Wakanda is literally a, quote, a cloaked city yeah. that you can't even see. And it's like, okay, I get that, you know, but... I am kind of curious, just like, it's an interesting uh, needle that Feige has to thread, right? You can tell a lot of really fun stories from the MCU, but you, you got to fit them in, you know, this template, not really template, but you got to fit them in this world that you've made. So I just I just hope they can make it work for me and because I think Namor is going to be a cool addition to the universe. I think there's some op- opportunity here to, to do that. I think the the benefit Aquaman had, literally other than being the brunt of every joke about the DC Universe for decades because he talked to animals in the water and that was really about oh. it, right? But we didn't really have to be like, oh, he's king of Atlantis because he t- can talk to the fish. We don't have anything like that in Marvel yet. So, like, you know, they've got a lot of work groundwork to do right they've got to build that foundation and they can't build it over you know um a piece of land that's going to sink into the ocean uh you know for lack of a better uh metaphor because then we'll we'll never hear about it Uh, i mean they they do have the great opportunity of having an amazing inciting incident right you know if they can explain the existence of kind of an undersea um, a city or you know community well okay now you have to explain why all of a sudden they're popping up right why did it wait until now it's like you have like the best inciting incident in the MCU now of like half of the universe vanished and it was basically not really Earth's fault but kind of Earth's fault you know we had the we had the chance but we didn't go for the head if you yeah. will uh, so yeah I could see that piss on a lot of people off so yeah you got the inciting incident ready to go so at least they got that ready yeah, exactly. And, and there's a lot of opportunities, I think, left for a little bit. Um, I, you know, we've got a, we've got some time before this pops into play. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, with Kevin Feige at the helm, and then we've got um, – I, I had his name and I lost it. The person doing Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, working on it. I think they'll probably tell a pretty good story, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see here. But this is, again, chalk it up as a rumor – um, I don't know. It, there's, a, there's a lot of good parallels to make between Namor and – his sister Namora and Black Panther yeah. and his sister it Shuri does, kind of thing. So it also does make a little bit of sense of uh, usually when something gets a sequel, right? You start to add other Marvel elements. Like, wouldn't it be weird if there was a Black Panther sequel that was just all Black Panther characters? You know, no. it's just like uh, the Marvel has now uh, held true to the idea of just like when we're if we're adding sequels, we're throwing random characters in there, right? You yeah, know, we we gotta flesh out and. Have fun with our universe. So, yeah. Namor and, makes sense. And he's, a, he, yeah, like I said, great parallel. Great, great, you know, other kingdom, but it would just be underwater. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings still riding high on that trailer from last week, Mike. That was that was so good. I was actually, mm-hmm. when I was picking up those Transformers, they actually have like fighting sticks from that movie, like, uh, like that light big, up and make sounds. Big, big question, Chris. Did you finish your Shang-Chi peaches and cream cake? Oh, did I ever? I mean, that, <laughs> it didn't stand a chance, Mike. I thought it would try to run away, but I, I ate it. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, I got some shout-outs from uh, some people over at Marvel as well, so I was pretty pretty stoked about that. Uh, following your lead, of course, I piggybacked off what you did, and then I 
stole your thunder by getting some some likes. From it, but that's fine. <laughs> you tagged more people in the tweet than uh, I, I did. I did. I knew who to tag. <laughs> uh, but Kevin Feige, he's out doing a press release. He's answering questions uh, for Black Widow. But obviously, people are asking about other stuff, right? And he did confirm Abomination and Wong are in that fight in the trailer. It is no longer conjecture or theory, but the trailer has those two together. And I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like he wasn't even being coy about it. He's like, no, I'll just go ahead and get out. I don't it, know did, why he felt the need to get out in front of it. Because I, I, I think I, someone, I someone asked it, him. I think someone asked him. Oh, okay. But, I guess he was just like, yeah, I can tell you. But he was, <laughs> but like, I, I sent you the quote exactly. He's like, I bet you think you saw Abomination Wong in that trailer, didn't you? Well, you did. And I'm like, ah, he got us. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think, you know, again, there's a couple of things to take away. Marvel does fool us in the trailers. They have done it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will do it again. Uh, so they could rearrange that and put it somewhere else. But even that, if it's the same as it is, I want to see that fight. Because, again, we see Wong thrown against the cage, right? So obviously he's not going to die. Uh, both of these characters are probably not going to die. So I would love to see how that ends and, and how, how it kind of handles itself. But Abomination will also appear in She-Hulk. We got She-Hulk news as well gonna put this in here it's another rumor from another site that this show will introduce the wrecking crew are you familiar with the wrecking crew mike oh god it's why does that sound earth's mightiest heroes they were always in there wreaking havoc with their crowbars and like their like their big bulldozing wrecking balls spinning around remember that Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's starting to sound familiar. So, so the characters are Wrecker, Thunderball, Bulldozer, and Piledriver. These are not Transformers people. Do not <laughs> confuse them. There's a, but they're essentially um, they were in in those shows. They were granted powers from Enchanted Asgardian magic, and uh, they essentially are when they're together, they're sent to demolish buildings, large structures, like cause a cause a huge thing. Usually, a diversion for something else going on. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I went ahead and I Googled them real quick just so I knew uh, what page we were all on. And these are these basically look like C-list villains, right? Yeah. Whether or not they have been elevated over the years, their their design overall is just very simple of, like, thugs in a different colored uh, outfit, and they all have a different weapon, yeah. you know? They, they seem primed to sell toys, well, if you will. And they also, like, their color situations are very much look like ripoffs of other heroes. Like, one looks like Juggernaut. One looks like... Luke Cage. One looks like um, like kind of a Zemo color, right? Like mm-hmm. they they're like kind of borrowed from them, but like literally, yeah, like literally they like they're not your Sinister yeah. Six. Yeah, classic kind of comic book, right? Of just like, oh, let's just create a group of villains real quick. Oh, we'll call them the Wrecking Crew. We'll call like one of them Bulldozer. <laughs> They'll literally have like a wrecking ball. It's just like these are almost kind of characters that you think you might come across like maybe in the like Netflix yeah. uh, Marvel like shows, the, right? Like this is something Daredevil would have to contend like, with. Like the Serpent Society or anything mm. like that. But they, they are very much, you know, again, Asgardian magic. So they're very, very strong people. It's not something like you're going to walk up and just take all four of them down pretty easy. But they, they become mm. the brunt of some jokes. And uh, again, they were they were recurring characters in um, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes because they were sent to cause some diversions and stuff like that. Um, but uh, the rumor that they will introduce these, but they might be, again, this is a conjecture here, but maybe they'll be gamma-powered um, rather than Asgardian-powered for the show um, people. I, I think that would be interesting. Uh, Titania, uh, the the main, I guess, the villain or the antagonist of the show is um, usually part of their crew, maybe leading that crew sometimes in the comic book. So would not be surprised if she's used gamma to kind of power up these um 
you know, brutes and goons to kind of mm-hmm. kind of rough them around a little bit. I mean, this sounds this sounds pretty pretty par for a Disney Plus show at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you can check them out. Uh, do a Google search, Wrecking Crew, search Marvel. Otherwise, you're not going to find them right away. We're going to shift gears a little bit and go into Anime World, Mike. Anime Expo Light is apparently this weekend, and Star Wars came in swinging hard and heavy with their Star Wars Visions preview. Uh, this, uh, uh, did you have a chance to watch this before the show, before I dive into this? Yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, clicking, browsing, looking through, uh, this is basically the Animatrix, right? If people out there aren't familiar with the Animatrix, it was a bunch of, uh, animation studios, uh, dabbling in the Matrix universe. They threw that on a DVD and I ate it, ate it, ate it, ate it up because I watched everything anime when that came out when I was a kid. I think about 10 years ago, Halo did something called Halo Legends with the same thing where they got Uh, these anime studios to make like a bunch of shorts. They Uh, did a, uh, they did a Batman one too. I don't remember the exact name of that collection, but that one is really fun as well. So this seems right along the lines of that and it look, it looks fun. And since it's a series and since now everything's streaming, this will not be like a collectible DVD like everything else has been in the past. Yeah. It'll be probably once a week on Disney Plus, I yes, imagine. Yes, there are nine shorts made by, I believe, um, seven studios. Uh, some of the studios, Studio Trigger, is, we got the names of these in here. And these don't mean a lot, but I think they're going to I think they're gonna hit hard. The first one's called The Duel. And if it's The Duel, guess what you're going to see, Mike? Lightsabers. <laughs> lightsabers. You're going to see lightsabers anime. And then some of these, you know, uh, seem pretty pretty crazy. Um, there's one called uh, T.O.B.1, which looks to be like this kind of like Astro Boy looking kind of droid. It looks a little fun, like, you know, kind of childish mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so uh, the Twins and the Elder is Studio Trigger. I don't think they're two-parters. But uh, Akakiri and T.O.B.1 are also Science Saru, but like there's a well, bunch of... It- yeah, I, I'm I, I'm not the biggest weeb on the planet, I but know. I do know no, that <laughs> I do know Studio Trigger is a really big influential animation studio over in Japan who's done lots of different types of work. So I I would expect lots of quality specifically from them. But if that's the type of quality that they're tapping, I would imagine a lot of this is going to be high end. And also, yeah. if you're bringing Star Wars content to Disney Plus, you, you can't just kind of like mess around. So right. I think. All these will be the, really cool. The uh, first one, the duel. Uh, I just wanted to, to call this out. Um, is is by uh, Kamikaze Duga, who also did Batman Ninja, the the anime mm. movie um, mm-hmm. back in 2018. Which I heard people were like, this is kind of weird, but like they really loved the way it looked. I think this this is a great opportunity to see you know nine different Star Wars stories told in an anime fashion. Now I've seen um, in person the collectibles where they did like uh, samurai based Star Wars characters. Like oh here's a a Stormtrooper Samurai, Darth Vader Samurai, Boba Fett Samurai stuff. And I expect to see maybe like an episode based on that. But I don't think um, these will be canon uh, or exist in the Star Wars universe. What That's that? what I was just about to say. I would be I would be interested to see if any one of these shorts end up becoming canon in some aspect. Because that is one thing that you did get from the Animatrix collection was... I, I, I don't know if they said that they were all canon, but I know they did at least two shorts... That they were kind of longer, so they're kind of back to back. I think one's on one disc and maybe one's on another disc, if I remember correctly. Um, but they were all about the the prequel of what brought the rise of the machines, and I, I it felt canon. I don't know if yeah. the Wachowskis ever said it was, but it really did feel like it was in the lines of like this is how the machines got to so, where they are. So if it, if any of these end up being canon, that'd be pretty rad. So I will say one of these will be. Uh, I just went to their wiki. There's an upcoming novel called Ronin. 
mm-hmm. and is inspired is a canon novel inspired by one of the series in Star Wars Visions, but they've not announced which one yet. Mm. Um, so the name is Ronin. So I mean, again, a Ronin is you know normally a samurai, right, uh, of, of some kind. So I think, uh, gosh, I don't know because I don't know the history of Japan, but uh, yeah, I, were they like maybe? Samurais for hire. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, insulting to say because I don't know the history. But yeah, if uh, when I hear the word Ronin, I hear I think sword. So I guess if you're thinking Star Wars and you hear Ronin, you think lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronin is um, it's a samurai without a master, uh, pretty mm. much or or lord. So um, I, I always think I always think of t- t- uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three movie where they go tur- like go back to feudal no. Japan era. <laughs> And I was like, uh, but I um I did see what was that what was that game you played recently um the the oh, Ghost of Tsushima does that is that it's got a director's cut coming out I heard um, yeah I saw that it's the, they're adding some additional content and it, it's gonna be fancier if you have a PlayStation Five but I don't have one of those so mm-hmm. if I happen to get a PlayStation Five I'll I'll happily play it again yeah yeah so uh, it, the the DLC will um, or I guess whatever the the extra island will um, also be on PS4 for you I was like I need to like that um, but anyway so these are debuting um, we'll start debuting September 22nd on Disney Plus which is really surprising I didn't think they were that far in these shows when they announced them last fall. So um, the uh, the duel will be the first one. And it looks like they will be weekly there on after. Um, so we have you know nine weeks of um, Star Wars content again to look forward to starting starting September. And if we do the math, Mike, I actually pulled up my calendar here earlier. If we um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up one more time. If we go from September 22nd and go nine weeks, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because guess what se- what day September 22nd is. Wednesday. What's that? It's a Wednesday okay. because they're doing this. Okay. <laughs> so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, that's November third, seven, eight, nine. So possibly November twenty fourth, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, we could be back into um, Star Wars live action shows, possibly mm. with the Book of Boba Fett. I see what you're saying. So uh, I don't think they'll double down, but you know, you never know. Right now, Marvel's doubling with the theater release and uh, I mean, and Loki. So. The, Dis- the Disney Plus strategy is right there in your face, right? Yeah. We're going to make sure there's at least one new thing for you nerds to watch, so we can keep getting your. Yeah. What is it? Is it eight bucks or is it nine bucks now? I've lost I track. Like, I think it's. I think it's still <laughs> under eight. I I prepaid like th- for three years, yeah. so I don't think I have to worry about this for another year. Yeah. Um. I, th- I still think it's. I think it's still cheaper because it's like six or seven dollars uh, when it first launched. Mm-hmm. Either way. Uh. But you know we're also getting badge batch currently on fridays still so um you know we we're constantly getting i think star wars and and marvel and we're just going to be getting uh, all sorts of nerd stuff for the rest of the year so i'm very 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 excited for that and you can check out that three minute preview here for anime expo light it gives us some interviews with the creators shows some little previews um very very excited for this one the flash now this preview i don't know if you watch this clip mike uh, or download it watch this video I had to go I'm about to, to the. I'm about to look at it right now, man. This is this is. Uh, there's something exclusive here when I can't. Uh, yeah. When I have to download the file. Yes, I I had to go to links to get this file because Warner Brothers has had this pulled from the internet this week. Um, there's this promo that leaked, uh, which is interviews you know the director and Ezra Miller uh, has like a hidden second character. In this, that has a spoiler tag they embedded in the video over his face. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like a little uh, a little emoji of like the word spoiler. Yeah. Do you think this is maybe in preparation for like a fandom or whatever that they want to do? Uh, it, yes, I believe fandom's coming up, or it could be something they they put out online to kind of tease that people, you know, um, 
uh, that the movie's actually being made because like mm-hmm. what what uh maybe suicide suicide squad's coming soon you know and that's what the the next dc i don't know what the next dc movie after that is bat the, the batman probably either way i don't know when it's coming out but this was really cool to see whoever leaked this uh, and give us this whole thing um and then the in the interview they said that there is a solar powered alien and two idiots on this journey um now the solar power alien of course is supergirl right we know she's in this we saw we talked mm. about it last week well, two idiots. The Flash is obviously one of them. Um, but I don't think Batman is the other one. This other spoiler character is probably, quote-unquote, the idiot involved here. Yeah, it's we, It's really funny watching this video. We have it in our show notes. You'll have to download it. Hopefully we don't get some sort of requested deleted or something. But, yeah, it, this is so weird because there's, like, this emotion-tracked emoji, right? Of it, it, It's not – this is not for, like – public consumption of just little thing floating around and i think i got one little brief screenshot around the the 48 second mark where the motion track of the spoiler sign kind of goes up a little bit and you can see a little bit of the body and i can't describe exactly what the body is but it it looks kind of broad i don't know what this suit is i don't know if it's a large jacket it almost looks like a dude maybe in like a hot dog costume but like i'm going off like a four like a 480p video of something very very small so i don't know what's going on here but it doesn't seem to be like a thin trim suit which is next to the flash right there and you can kind of see his thin trim body so So it's something uh, some somewhat of volume i don't really know how else to describe i have (laughs) i have one idea okay ben affleck's batman if, if, if they're gonna like get maybe, rid of him it, and he maybe he goes with him on accident to this other universe and dies and that's how they get rid of him <laughs> maybe that's his like kind yeah. of nightmare jacket what is going i i don't know if you see i'll send i've seen that yeah I've, I've watched this like frame by frame several <laughs> times because it's all concept like, art what, for a lot of it's people. like what the hell is this it's yeah. just bizarre i don't it's funny this is the type of type of stuff i love because you have to use your little detective hat to try to figure this shit out yeah right? someone else um put out there maybe it's booster gold um uh, possibly oh I mean that. I mean that's the biggest clue, right? It's like idiot. Yeah. Like that's what you're looking and, for. And he's here, a so. he, he's a known time traveler. Now see the photo you sent me though. He has a cape of some kind. It makes is me... it a cape or is it like a big chunky jacket? I, like it I, kind of looks like. Think of like a man. Think of a man who's like a hot dog mascot, right? He's standing outside of like yeah. a hot dog restaurant, wanting you to come on in. That's kind of what this thing looks like well, to me. I it think, looks like a hot dog. I think it's. I think it's a cape. Um, he's wearing a, a like a. a a jacket anyway and it's like a shorter cape like something you'd see maybe, on like a maybe like a like a duster yeah jacket like a, like a cape like someone cable would have and like something mm. the shorter jacket but um ezra miller in this does confirm that there are multiple batmen so that makes me think that we're going to see more than just um uh again ben affleck and uh jesus 89 batman I'm blanking here well Another th- another thing to really point out of this, uh, though, is, you know, they, they tease the director. Was it the director? Somebody a, a week or two ago teased the suit, right? Like that they, yeah. of this uh, Michael Keaton Michael Batman Keaton, suit. Is, yeah. but, but, but there's a chance that we may have just seen it like on like uh, a mannequin in the Batcave. Mm, We're yeah. very used to that imagery in the Batman universe. But this kind of promo is confirming that like somebody's going to be in that rubber suit. Yeah. You know, uh, how does Michael Keaton fit in? I'm not saying Michael Keaton 
can't fit into that suit but like you know how is he gonna fill it out you know usually kind of when we see these older batmen in this lore they're relying on kind of like some mechanical help so maybe yeah. he'll have like some mechanical bracers underneath uh underneath his outfit i don't oh, know but it's cool to see that he's gonna be in that suit again yeah yeah exactly and then you know just all the concept art here is really really fun so this is a big you know it's two or three minute uh i think this is only a minute but i think there's a longer i'm trying to figure out where the other i thought i saw a longer wider version um but again with warner brothers literally taking this down across the internet like it's it's one of those things i'm like i gotta keep snagging yeah. every time but like this yeah. is kind of fun to look at and kind of speculate about who this idiot is yeah booster gold i i like that idea of booster gold yeah it's a lot to introduce him but you know it could be he's only there for a couple moments along the way like mm. oh i gotta i gotta dip out back to back to the, whatever the time travel thing is i'm gonna let you solve this here flash so um but also it's cool to see you know supergirl like lasering somebody look like a villain as well along the way mm-hmm. so we'll we'll keep that under rest we'll keep you guys informed we're going to shift gears. The last two things are Loki-related, Mike. The first is The Simpsons announced this week The Good, The Bart, and The Loki, a little short oh, on Disney Plus boy. coming up. And it's got um, a uh, in-game-inspired artwork involving The Simpsons characters as Marvel characters, which I think is hilarious. Um, Barney is Iron Man, and, you know... Uh, principal seymour's mom is black widow i don't know I, how i don't know if these are going to be in the show there's no video but like yeah. i love this poster at, at well, the art. i mean i don't know where the simpsons is in pop culture anymore right i mean it's obviously be going on forever it's still making fox slash disney money now uh, they bought them, so it's now it's time to fully synergize. They had another short that I haven't watched yet where it was like the Force needs a nap or the Force yeah. awakens from its nap and it's sort of like... Um, a Star or, Wars-related uh, tie-in. From, Maggie, yeah. yeah, Maggie's in it. I don't know what's going on there. I doubt that these are funny. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm, I'm not, I haven't watched Modern Simpsons in a bajillion years, so yeah. I can't imagine that this is too irreverent. I mean... The, the Simpsons uh, classically made fun of Disney and the House of Mouse all the time. Oh, yeah. and now they're basically making content for them. I, I don't know if this is up my alley, but, you know, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Make some Disney well, Plus content. Again, it's, it's, it's a short. It's not an episode. You don't have to, like, watch into this. It's kind of thing. The description is, um, that, again, Tom Hiddleston is, will literally be Loki in this. He's, like, been banished to from Asgard. And he's facing his toughest opponents, the Simpsons and Springfield's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, and he teams up with Bart for the for like some sort of ultimate crossover event. That's all we have. We don't even have, like I said, no video, just this. I, I, I'm going to watch it just to see kind of what they do with it because I'm interested in see what they do with the characters. Because they've chosen some really obscure characters to play this, right? Like you see Lisa being Thor. Uh, and we also know, you know, there's the, the, the female version of Thor coming up soon. But like... There's no Homer. There's no um, Marge. There's no Maggie in this. Um, the, Mo's the, the Vision. Wa- <laughs> like <laughs> the the war veteran guy. I don't even know if this character particularly has a name that I can remember. Is, Is it Cletus? America. Is his name Cletus? Is it Cletus? No, I thought Cletus had two hand, two arms. Okay. I don't think that's Cletus. But also, maybe Homer is like Thanos or something like that, and that's why he's not on the poster, because it's like Her- a reveal or something. Herman Herman is his name, that character's okay. name, uh, who's the owner of Herman's Military Antiques and dresses in military fatigues. So <laughs> literally a war, uh, a war veteran. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interested to watch this just to kind of, you know, for some light laughs. It looks to be fun. They're not taking this stuff seriously. And it debuts July seventh. So uh, was that um, five, six, seven on Wednesday with with Loki. Mm-hmm. So I 
I don't think this will tie into the episode of Loki. I think Disney's just been like <laughs> Wednesdays. Sure? E- Wednesdays everything, Mike. What? What are you? What are you? Are you releasing on a Tuesday or Thursday? You're wrong. Get out of here. It's Wednesday. That's the day. Um, but speaking of, we're at the end of the episode, and you know what we do at the end of the episode? Oh, it's Loki time. We talk baby. about Loki episode four this week of six. If you've not watched it, stop the episode. Go watch it. Come back. Listen to this. We're going to talk in depth reviews, spoilers. This episode, again, another phenomenal turning point for this episode. This one's a doozy. Yes. I think the first thing I said to you is, I don't know that they're coming this hard. Uh, th- yeah. This feels like a second to last episode kind of turn twist. Um, uh, would you say maybe this is equivalent to the Av- Agatha reveal, maybe? Oh, yeah. Um, in the sense of, like, I would say it's narratively along the same lines this, of the progression through yeah, the show. This, like, we're right at kind of, like, that same point yeah, in the narrative. Yeah, the, the stakes are higher, um, I think, mm-hmm. the, the, at their highest. They're, they're, they're spinning some reveals here. But they don't have music to these reveals, but they got some really fun reveals. Uh, <laughs> we get our first mid-credit scene, right? Um, you know, the back yeah, half of the season. I was like, I felt, I felt like, I feel like I should stick around. I feel like we're going to see one more thing, and we did. Yes, and we we did 100%. Uh, you know, they, 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 but they, we didn't know that early on, and they gut punched us. They, they gut punched us with um, Mobius getting pruned from the timeline. Uh, yeah. Like, real when, quick. When I'm I like, s- oh. Yeah. Before we kind of knew what may or may not be on the other end of that pruning, I was like, all right. I mean, I guess we did kind of get a little bit of a narrative arc from Owen Wilson, right? Uh-huh. He started off as like a drone, then he kind of became self-actualized. And- he said what he really wanted. He, you know, he wished he could go back to be himself. And then, unfortunately, now it's your time yeah. to go. He, maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. But it, it did kind of feel definitive in that moment. So yeah, when, it- in turn, it happened to uh, Tom Hiddleston, I was like, wait. What? Like, so, is he well, really gone? That's a great question. <laughs> Where are all the other prune people going? Uh, because obviously they've been doing this forever, right? Like, one of the mm. first things we see is someone getting pruned. Uh, but also, um, you know, I, I for a moment there, I thought like, oh, maybe Tom Hiddleston or Loki will go get another variant of Mobius from another timeline, right? And mm-hmm. pull him in here and be like, I need, I need you specifically. Um, and we can, but no, we find at the end of this. Um, yeah, we're going to go through this. I want to go ahead and talk before we get right before Moby side. He, uh, he actually mentioned that he has uh, fought Titans, Kree, and vampires. Uh, very vampires. specifically vampires. This, there it is. This is uh, <laughs> setting up Blade with just a this, single word. This is comparable to the moment in, um, oh God, I want to say Winter Soldier. Yes. Where they're interrogating uh, Sitwell, is that yes. was that yeah. his name at the yes. top of the roof, Sitwell. and he's just like, and he mentions uh, Stephen Strange, Stephen Strange. Yeah. and just like, oh, yep, I see what you're doing, bringing up vampires. But in a crazy show like this, though, where there's multiple fractured timelines and everything, like really anything could happen, right? Any of these Nexus events or whatever ha- could have anything going on in there, and then the timekeepers come and prune it. So, but it does raise the question of maybe that's how we explain. Where have vampires been, yeah. right? In the entirety of the MCU, have they really just been laying low? I guess they could have if if Namor's been laying low this whole time. Yeah. Maybe the vampires have been doing it too, but maybe when we have all these convergences and all these timelines blow up and twist and turn around and whether or not the timekeepers are there or not, you know, if they're vanquished, maybe vampires kind of fold their way back into our world and that's how we get a... 
that's how we get yeah, blade well, but yeah it was it was just cool to see the little it, drop it was, in there yeah so the other time the only other time they mentioned vampires was actually in thor ragnarok Korg was like talking about vampires but i think it was more like a a meta like vampires are in pop culture kind of thing rather than vampires yeah. are actually creatures mm-hmm. which this is pretty much like moby's like yeah we, we we take vampires out of the timeline for you uh we're doing you a favor and then mm. we actually what i thought was going to be the definitive end of this episode we go up the elevator into the timekeeper's lair i thought you know, we show them at the beginning with um Agent Renslayer, who actually is Agent A27, I believe, and Avengers 27 was where she was introduced with Kang, uh, mm-hmm. actually, and ironically. And I'm like, okay, they're the timekeepers, you know, this is this is real. But that was, she had baby kid Loki, right? Uh, I guess uh, Sophie, right? Um, who was mm-hmm. kind of just taken out of her timeline for no reason. So someone at the top of this, I believe, has it out for Lokis somewhere along the way. But the big reveal, the timekeepers are just robots. Uh... I thought, uh, I was like, oh, this is some kind of wonky CGI. This is TV CGI, right? They don't look real yeah. enough. And then- you, know, you, know what, you know what I think it was, too? I don't know if it was necessarily intentional of like, oh, these are robots, so we're not going to quite render them as realistically as we could. I think it was kind of some of the cinematic shots that they chose. Yeah. Like, like almost all of the shots were either full on like flat plane, yep. like they were like a tableau painting. And then we got a couple very close up shots and they didn't really move at all. Right. Yeah. You know, cause they were robots. They're not going to emote a whole lot. So it did have like a weird feeling to it where you also have to put it through the context of it being a TV show. And you're just like, well, we know Disney has the budget. But, you know, it yeah. is a TV show, so we sh- we're we not expecting something huge. So, yeah, it did feel kind At- of odd, but I guess when they end up being robots, you can kind of just wipe that all away, right? right? Well, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, they're just meant there to, like, if you don't get close, the illusion appears, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're not close, there's mist and fog and they're aliens and timekeepers or whatever. But then they just cut their head off and they're like, oh, soulless android. So who is really behind these androids, Mike? Who is, yeah. who is the head of this? And that's the next question <sighs> yeah. for the second half of the season. Because I'm, yeah. I got questions. I guess I really don't know because I don't know much about the TVA, but it does kind of seem like these robots weren't invented out of thin air. It seems like maybe the timekeepers at one point in time were real. Maybe they passed on or they died or they just retired or they went elsewhere and they're just like, oh no, we want to keep the status quo going. Let's just make some robots and just have somebody prop up this mystique. It kind of feels very Wizard of Oz, right? Man behind the curtain. That's almost what I thought was going to happen. I thought somebody was going to walk around from behind the timekeepers. I was them the whole time. Uh, But it was cool. Whether they're robots or not, I love that we at least got to see them in action, right? They were kind of cartoony on some of the close-ups because they had that alien vibe to them. It's like the dark shadow, like their eyes glow, but like you don't see any details. But it was interesting. But, you know, I I have to say before I forget, we forgot to mention cameo extraordinaire of the oh, Marvel Sif. Cinematic Universe. Sif yeah, I'd, I'd got, was uh, yeah. in a time loop. And I was like, that's that's literally what I said when I saw her. And I was oh, it's Sif. She's returned from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. She has not been seen uh, in the MCU proper since Thor The Dark World. But she did make a... A visit, I believe, in the first season of, of Agents of Shield for for a little. Well, bit. she was she's been mad. She's been sulking because Loki cut her hair. Yeah. She couldn't possibly show herself on screen. Exactly. So that's, I figured they only did that to save on the wig cost for uh, for, the, <laughs> for Jamie Alexander because I think the short hair was her real hair. But like he has to live literally through her walking out a door, coming in, beating him up, kicking him in the crotch, and walking out, and then repeat, 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 and um, 
Yeah, it, it reminds me of whenever they did that. Um, Doctor Strange did that loop in uh, Thor Ragnarok oh, with Loki, where yeah. he just fell for. He's like, I've been falling for ten minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and I just imagine, you know, he he's just he's just a master of that. But um, yes, Tom Hiddleston, uh, we we get to see this. He, him and uh, I believe this is this could go either way. They may be hinting us towards a romantic relationship between the Lokis, which caused a spike in the timeline which yeah. is how they found Nex- them to save I, th- I think nexus event yeah a nexus event they, yeah uh, explained it because um, they say that scarlet witch is a nexus being by the way in uh wandavision so they're really pulling this word out so either you know if if two loki's um it could be a, a love thing it could not be it could just be like oh they're actually like working together um Towards the same goal, I don't know. I'm 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 not a shipper of of relationships and content, <laughs> if you will. So I don't care either way because you know it's uh, it's Chris. Chris has never had a Tumblr account. Yeah. He doesn't exactly know how to ship people appropriately. But I mean, I'd ship it just because it's so weird, right? Yeah. I mean, and it does narratively make a lot of sense. Of what's the only person Loki could fall in love with? It, it's his, it's himself basically. So I think that works really well. Um, I do. I'm really starting to get the feeling that um. What's uh? What's the other Loki's name? Sophie. 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 Sylphie? I thought it was Sylphie. Sylvie. Or maybe. Or, yeah, Sylvie. Sylvie. That's Sorry, what, yeah, Sylvie. Sylvie. That's what it is. Yeah, I was getting confused. But I'm getting really, really strong vibes that this character is going to be sticking around for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how she's going to wedge herself into our current cinematic universe. I don't know if Tom Hiddleston is going to take a is going to take a ride off into the sunset and maybe go do some other work outside of uh, the MCU. But it does feel like they're really establishing mm-hmm. establishing her to stick around. Yes, and and that would be perfectly fine. I think you know again, um, we're we're dealing with a character who is already dead in the main MCU timeline. So if like oh you're the new Loki later like yeah but she's not really that evil either right it's like she's kind of a little more more neutral well, than the other one she's got a really really honest excuse yeah. for kind of wanting to destroy everything she was just a child and was like ripped away because some omnipotent being or maybe some sort of paperwork yeah. right. Uh, came through. And it reminds me of that uh, that joke. Uh, we, you know, we both watched that uh, Charlie Brown documentary on yeah. Apple Plus, and there was that one offline that says like, "I don't get it. Why? Why is everything so bad for me?" And it's just like, "Oh, don't worry. It's nothing personal. Y- yeah. Your name just came up." And that's really kind of what it feels like for uh, for this uh, version yeah. of Loki. Uh, it, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, yeah, there's some. The, the, I it's leading up to such a huge event, which is why I'm getting really excited. So I hope they don't uh, the pull the rug out from under my feet and yeah. uh, everything kind of just ends yeah, up it, settle the dust settling. But I want to know what's going to happen. All of these times, so, it seems like things are about to fracture. Things are about to zip around. If, we got an alligator yeah, now. Well, things well, are getting well, crazy. Before we get the fr- I want to say maybe the the TVA or whoever's in charge of this is making you think that fracturing timelines is bad. Right, if the timekeepers aren't real, what else is a facade? Maybe multiple timelines aren't bad. But I was also going to tell you, well, if you like having two Lokis on screen, what if I give you four more Lokis at the end of this episode in the post-credit scene? Oh, we have four. I was doing the math in my head. Oh, look at you counting the alligator. Well, of course, it's 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 alligator Loki. We have kid Loki. We've seen in the comic books. We have classic Loki from the original comic. Like they put Mm -hmm. Richard E. Grant. Is it Richard Grant? Yeah. Um, in a very, very ill-fitting, ill-looking green and yellow suit um, just to stay with the aesthetics. And then a new character, Boastful Loki, who appears to be like maybe he got Thor's power because he's got a hammer. 
mm-hmm. and in the background is a broken down Avengers Tower. I'm pretty sure one of those is a Sanctum Sanctorum. These look to be where all, whenever they, they put down the pruning charge or prune somebody, they all go to this junk world. And you know, that reminds me of Sakaar so much from Thor Ragnarok, right? Whenever there's just all this junk landing on a planet for no reason because of black holes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the pruning plant. They're like, you're, like, he's like, am I not dead? He's like, no, but if you don't move or if you don't come with us, you will die. So what else is here? Is there some sort of big bad? Is there. You know, yeah, what it, else is, is going hunting on? Them? Is this just natural forces is this, that's gonna? Is it the recycle bin that you, they haven't right clicked and hit <laughs> empty trash on yet? Kind I, of I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know everything of the ins and outs of different dimensions within uh, uh, within Marvel lore, but like maybe this is their interpretation mm-hmm. of like the negative zone or yeah. something. I don't know. I hope Some, not, it, but... like, it's like a it's like a purgatory, yeah. and is it tailored to the character itself? Right, I yeah. know he's come across nothing but Loki's right so well, does, that doesn't necessarily so, mean that Owen Wilson is yeah, going to be here right maybe Owen Wilson is in his own like jet ski graveyard well, or something so like that right I think the the biggest thing to, to lean from here is the one of the shots from the trailer we haven't seen is Mayor Loki right vote for Mayor Loki or whatever oh yeah and he's in kind of like a dystopian um, it looks like the rocks cart in place. that shot yeah it looks like the rocks cart place that's torn torn to hell so um, and all of the people here with aren't all Lokis. They seem to be like barbarian people, like maybe like some sort of civilization that's like, oh, you woke up here, now you gotta find out your own civilization. It's kind of like a wasteland of, yeah. of like places that have been pruned. So I think the next episode will have this where we get to see these Lokis, this society, how this world is operating as things get pruned and sent to this universe. So maybe they're like, you need to move because something's about to get pruned and land on you kind of thing and, and kill you effectively. But I, I'm... I'm so excited because now I don't know where this is going, Mike. I'm I'm up <laughs> yeah. in the air of what's next because they they I thought the reveal of the the TVA the timekeepers was going to be like the last episode, now, not this is, one. Is the- is there any lore in uh, the comic books of an alligator being Loki, or are they just kind of like you know going there, off the cuff? Since there's all these variations so of like Deadpool that have existed, it is. You know? There are animal versions of the Avengers, uh, as such. What you see with Spider Ham, that's a that's a universe. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that one. I don't know if this alligator talks yet. Um, <laughs> but but like you know, there's Frog Thor, right? Um, we might we might see along the way. There there are versions, animal versions of. of, of these characters good and bad so it could be very much from one of those i'd be happy to see that I, yeah I, like you said i don't know where this is going this is very exciting and the, every week the more and more i dive into loki this is the show that i it just feels so connected with where the mcu is going as a whole right you know wandavision was great i loved wandavision but it did feel very insular to her character yeah and then with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even though it's kind of put a new Captain America in the MCU, I felt like that, in my opinion, that whole show was a wash to me. So it, I feel like it doesn't have a whole lot of um, consequence to me except for putting uh, Sam in that suit. And this show seems like everything that happens is going to affect like the next 10 movies. I don't know if you're getting that feeling. I- because I know that the I know Spider-Man's coming out with other universes yeah. and other Spider-Man. You know we got the multiverse of madness about to pop off, and it's just like it seems like this is this is like the next big phase. It seems like that they're I, working on here. I I don't think this show will affect those. However, I think it's easiness into those concepts. Um, 
I, I agree with you. Um, WandaVision is setting up the MCU at large, you know, for, for her to appear in Doctor Strange. Um, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier sets up the next Captain America movie. Loki is technically dead, so they can do whatever the hell they want here. And they may just be introducing us to ideas and concepts of multiverses and timelines and, like, how those affect and play with each other rather than, like, oh, Loki is going to... Like, I, I don't think he or Sylvie... or Sylvie? I'm already lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are going to be in any of those sh- movies in the in main MCU going forward as much as, as I you know probably you do but i think it's still introducing us to these concepts so like when you get there you're like oh multiverses i remember that from loki there are other versions of these characters around here they are kind of thing so i don't think it i think it's like i said it's interesting time travel kang quantum mania i think what we'll see some some play into here but um I, I, with these characters, I don't think they'll pop over, but you know, I could. I would love to be wrong. I would very much love to be wrong in that in that regard. So, um, yeah, I, I'm 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 excited. This was this was fantastic for me. I think this show is just getting better and keeping me on my toes because, like we've talked about, there's no set rules of what's next, right? Like we don't know what's next officially. It could tie into the movies. It could not tie into the movies, but it's still fun because mm-hmm. I think the actors are also selling. Like every one of these actors is really giving it their all, and like I love it. It's it's so fun. I mean, the show sneaks up on me every time. Every Sunday when we record this, we're like two more sleeps until uh, yeah. until Loki, right? Yeah, three three and more, I, yeah, three more. And then Wednesday rolls around, and I just I wake up Wednesday morning just in an ignorant bliss <laughs> that Loki is ready for me to watch, and then like. I see something that reminds me like, oh yeah, Loki's on. I can go watch that. Yeah. So I, I what 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 fun. I wake up early. I, I get up an hour early on Wednesdays to watch this before I get ready for work. That's that's how that's how dedicated I wasn't going to at first, but I'm like, too many spoilers, man. Too many spoilers. It's your there. it's your coffee, man. Yeah. It's your coffee. I don't do coffee, but thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I go to work and not talk about it with anyone in there because they don't watch it yet, but uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, that's our episode for this week. Uh, you know, next week we're gonna be coming back with Black Widow. I'm very, very excited to be back into the movie. So we'll have a full review episode. And people know what you're doing in the meantime, where they can see more of your little uh, your your memes, your your internet <laughs> things you're creating. Where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you could read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see how you're recovering from your yeah. multiple wasp stings that you get inflicted with, where can they find yeah, you? Yeah, bugs hate me. Uh, <laughs> ten reasons why bugs hate me. You'll be surprised at number three. Uh, they just don't like me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I'll probably start putting these uh, these Beast Wars together and take pictures uh, of yeah. that over time. So we'll put those up. If people know more about the show, where they can get ready for that. Those all these movie reviews for the rest of the year, where can they find us at? Well, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So I think the show notes has never been more important than this week because we have that deleted DCMA, DMCA takedown of Flash promo. We have not had one in a while. So, yeah. Yeah. So go check that out in the show notes as fast as you can before it gets taken down. Uh, maybe you can discern what is behind that spoiler uh, emoji sign. Uh, so go check that out in our show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to f- listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you, so please reach out with anything uh, that you guys want to talk about. Uh, are we are we talking about 
Seinfeld too much and not talking about Namor enough? I don't know. More Seinfeld, I what said. Am I? <laughs> yeah, more Seinfeld, more 90s sitcom talk, please. So uh, uh, if you want us to talk about the uh, Mad About You soundtrack and why it doesn't exist, I don't know, maybe <laughs> it does exist, uh, reach out and let us know. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. Please go get your vaccination so we can get this ship back and rolling. And we love you guys, and we'll see you every week. All right. Next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember that Fruity Pebble bar I had? Mm-hmm. About like that. Mm. It tastes like a, a bowl of fruity, uh, dry Fruity Pebbles. <laughs>